Hello and welcome to this At Any Rate podcast. My name is Arindam Sandilia from JP Morgan's FX strategy team. Today I am joined by my colleagues Lorenzo Ravagli, Juan Duran Vara and Ladislav Jankovic to discuss FX volatility outlook for 2024. Now we've out- titled our outlook Not Going Anywhere Fast, which uh, both captures the uh, feeling after uh, a near straight line fall in FX fall this year as well as uh, macro expectations over the next couple of quarters characterized by what we think is going to be uh, cooling growth, inflation, and rates, uh, all of which uh, isn't quite the recipe for a big blow-up in vol. But uh, as we sit here today, the big difference versus at this point last year is that we are not coming off uh, a period of uh, risk-off in markets, and hence vols are not high. Uh, There is not much risk premium in FX vol. In fact, FX vol screens quite low versus uh, interest rate vol. And history suggests that what comes after setups like this is basically sideways meandering in vol over the next four to five months, rather than a V-shaped catch-up higher. Especially when in the current instance, the expectation is that the Fed will be on hold as per our baseline, and that will bring rates vol lower as well. Uh, It is also the case that there is a healthy degree of uncertainty around the uh, US dollar trajectory over the next few months. Uh, there is a case to be made for the DXY to trend lower on uh, lower U.S. Treasury yield expectations alone. Uh, but as we know from hard evidence, uh, dollar weakness on a trend basis does not tend to play out uh, until at least uh, global growth starts to look better, which is not looking like a straightforward story for either Europe or China, not to mention that uh, the USD still has a weight advantage versus 50% plus currencies in the G10 plus EM world. So if the dollar is caught between these competing forces, the chances are that FX markets broadly and uh, vol as a result is caught in something of a, of a range for the next few months. Now, how, how can we be wrong on this story? Now, two obvious ways that this can happen are uh, either there is uh, another SBB-like uh, financial accident, uh, sort of a delayed payback for higher rates, or uh, be that uh, politics trumps economics as the primary driver of markets uh, next year as the US election primaries get underway. Uh, Trump has a landslide victory in uh, the the Republican primaries. We hear from him about his campaign platform, which talks about 10% universal tariffs and markets therefore reprise some version of the 2018-19 trade war conflict all over again. And Ladislav will touch upon some of this election pricing later in his comments. But uh, given how low vaults are, uh, the prime question for us is how do we generate alpha next year? Well, let me highlight uh, three carry-earning approaches that we are advocating in our year-ahead outlook. Uh, first, while systematic short gamma will always be in business uh, to varying degrees depending on uh, starting points and uh, the macro environment, from a discretionary standpoint, uh, we feel that vol curves uh, look much steeper than levels of front-end vol. So we do see value in trying to earn roll down in the six-month to one-year segment of vol curves. That's one. Second, uh, a standout feature of the FX options landscape over the past couple of years of rapid rate hikes is that carry-to-vol ratios across vol surfaces have skyrocketed across many currencies and are currently very elevated in a historical sense. And one of the better ways of monetizing uh, those high carry-to-vol ratios is via calendar spreads of options that pair a faster decaying short option leg with a much slower decaying long option leg in a high carry currency pair. So something like this looks attractive uh, with dollar calls, yen puts, or with euro puts, makes calls. Uh, And then uh, finally, we've had some success this year uh, trying to earn carry by creating carefully notional weighted 
market neutral combinations of dollar puts that net take in premium. We use dollar puts rather than dollar calls because selling dollar calls on either of the legs is open to uh, tail risk in the event of a recession or a disruptive uh, financial accident. Uh, but something like this looks interesting uh, today in dollar puts versus Sweden calls uh, uh, versus euro calls, dollar puts. Uh, also in dollar ports, Taiwan calls uh, versus dollar ports, SIM calls. And the precise candidates across all three carry earnings sleeves will keep varying over time uh, as the year goes on. Uh, but we anticipate that all three of them will be in play at various points over the next three to six months. So with that, uh, let me turn it over to you, Lorenzo. Uh, thanks, Arindam. Hello, everyone. And thanks for uh, joining this podcast. Um, essentially, two topics caught my eye for the 2024 year and uh, yeah, head note on the FX vols. The first one is on the shape of the vol curves. So as Arindam just mentioned, FX vols have declined sharply over the past uh, few months as the inflation um, data releases, in particular from the US, supported the, the belief that central bank rates pricing might have reached its peak and that the next moves are going to be cuts rather than hikes. Contained realized vols uh, at the same time challenge the performance of long gamma trades so that uh, long vol trades might be easier to hold in the far end of the curves where uh, furthermore time decay is more contained. Specifically, specifically for the EM vols uh, segment, the typical negative correlation between rates and spot uh, makes the pricing of forwards very sensitive to moves in rates mechanically leading to steep uh, volatility curves. That said, there are liquid currency pairs, such as, uh, for instance, uh, dollar Mexico, where the shape of vol curves offer, offers uh, buckets that look very flat, hence favoring bullish views. For instance, on one-year, one-year FBAs that can be held without uh, suffering uh, too much of a negative uh, effect with the, with the passing of time. These opportunities could uh, come in handy in the context of hedging carry trades, a market theme which performed strongly at least since uh, last year, but which could come uh, under pressure uh, of unwinds where markets to price less favorable scenario in terms of recession probabilities. Uh, the second theme I covered in the outlook uh, regarded the pricing of FX vol convexity or of wings relative to at the money vol. Despite the optically low uh, volatility levels in FX, in several cases, vol convexity is even more uh, depressed as expressed by the fly-to-vol ratios now near all-time lows in uh, several cases, such as, for instance, on dollar uh, czar, South African uh, rand. As it is for vols, uh, owning long-dated vol convexity suffers less time decay than at the front end of the, of the curves. Specifically for dollar czar, technical factors such as dealers' uh, vol-of-vol exposures, uh, exposure have meant that the implied vols has remained sticky over the past few years despite the large moves undergone by the spot variable, allowing a decent entry point from this uh, perspective. To conclude, the current pricing setup can be favorable for both plain defensive and carry trade opportunities via long-dated out-of-the-money options in, in this specific case uh, focused on dollars are. I'm done and I'm now passing the ball to Juan. So yes, hello everyone. Um, another theme that um, we believe is important going into 2024 is how to hedge the carry trade. So as Lorenzo said, 
carry trade has been a major winning strategy in the FX market uh, since the start of 2022, with currencies like the Brazilian real and the Mexican peso coming out as top performers, while others like the Japanese yen and the Chinese yuan have been big losers as they were used as funders. Somewhere around June, June this year, we started to see some potential issues with how much the carry valuations and positionings were stretching. With that in mind, we were bullish on MXN yen vol. And you know what? The market has moved in favor of this stance since then. This seems to indicate a growing apprehension about the carry trade. Now, as we look ahead to 2024, it does feel like the carry trade is still overstretched. In particular, and despite some repricing since June, the Brazilian real and Mexican peso are still standing out as the most overvalued currencies in EM. On the reverse side, uh, currencies like the Japanese yen and the Chinese yuan are still overvalued. For instance, since the beginning of 2022, the, in the cross-yen space, BRL yen and MXN yen have seen very substantial returns of nearly 90%. Interestingly, more than half of those returns are due to spot movements rather than just pure carry returns, which further suggests that they may be vulnerable to a reversal. Given that BRL and MXM seem to be the most overstretched carry currencies in terms of valuations, positioning, and also in terms of spot carry returns, it looks like a pr prudent move going into 2024 to consider some hedges in the volatility surfaces of these two currencies. Our mean reversion model is currently bullish dollar BRL vols. Hence, we favor, favor a bullish BRL vol stance as a hedge over MXM vol. However, owning BRL vols outright isn't without problems. The volatility isn't performing and the volatility curve is rather steep. So to counteract this, we, considering, we consider a bearish stance in Kiwi or Yen vols whose volatilities have been underperforming as well, and both have a significant bull roll down. They also have a much lower historical beta to large carry trade drawdowns than BRL bulls. Finally, uh, another structure that might we might consider and which appears un, to be undervalued is the Euro BRL risk reversal. Our analysis suggests that uh, Euro BRL calls are cheap compared to puts, uh, given the level of carrying at, at the money bulls. Therefore, we are bullish at one year 25 delta risk reversal in Euro BRL as a hedge as against a possible uh, carry trade drawdown in 2024. Now I will pass the ball to Ladislav, who will talk about Japanese yen options and the upcoming US elections. Thanks, Yuan. With BHJ and MOF on one side and on the other, Fed hold and cuts uh, Leon coming on. Um, yen could be quite a bit in focus, um, and it's been already for throughout the year, pretty much. Uh, for example, a month ago, when uh, dollar yen was approaching 150 levels, um, convexity jumped to the highest since last year intervention, and that mostly normalized by now, but just shows how sensitive markets are around dollar yen. Uh, our analysts see medium term slow grind higher in dollar yen. And to position for such a bullish outcome, uh, one could utilize uh, one of the highest dollar-yen carry to wall ratios in 50 years uh, to construct uh, pretty cost-effective uh, digitals or vanilla condors. Um, and that would be a type long tenor 
bullish and then very short expiries. Um, and uh, those kind of structures tend to benefit from slow spot, which uh, is anticipated to happen um, over the medium term, or even if dollar yen goes temporarily lower, in which case the that uh, bearish short expire like should uh, lose value. On the other hand, there is quite a bit of um, also concern that near term, there could be a correction lower. And um, one could uh, position for such bearish dollar yen um, outcome through digit puts, which are priced uh, still um, fairly well, um, considering just that uh, we are at low levels of all, or potentially just use bearish yen on crosses such as CAD yen, CAD yen puts. Um, finally, in dollar-centric world, um, yen cross walls uh, should outperform dollar walls, and uh, one way to uh, potentially um, go in the direction is through the wall spreads that are bullish, for example, dollar Swiss walls and then bearish um, Swiss yen uh, um, wall. Um, that kind of uh, relative value um, play has been um, performed pretty well this year and uh, also realized wall is uh, currently in favor of that kind of expression. Now turning to the U.S. elections, which are one potential wild card, there's uh, are in the more dimension. Um, looking at the um, event uh, risk pricing and options markets, it's starting to gain um, a bit of attention. Uh, we see that it's tracking last two cycles. And when I say last two cycles, 2020 pricing kicked in really about one year before the election day. And then in 2016, it was around May 2016, when really prices started to kick in. And that was really when GOP nomination was pretty much decided. Um, now, uh, th those pricings that I mentioned, they are still on the lower side of uh, historical ranges. And uh, just, just to remind, most of the time elections um, actually underperform on the actual event. So realize well, performance, just looking back at, uh, for example, 2016, when it was a big surprise, Maxwell did perform. 2020 CNH was uh, a bit punchier than usual. Still, it was around like 20 handle, but in general, most of the time, basically, there is underperformance on the event uh, itself. Now, that aside, the current pricing, we see less uh, premium in, in Asian FX, um, which tends to be sluggish as a group. Um, CNH was in focus in 2020, as I mentioned, um, could be again. Um, Pricing in MEX at this point is a little bit uh, more elevated than the rest of the dollar pairs. Um, still, it's on low end uh, of the 2016 blueprint, uh, if that really goes uh, down that way. Uh, but uh, historical pricing tends to pick up uh, midway um, going through the election. So again, condor spreads uh, could be interesting. Basically, uh, those will be constructed around the election day with the pre-post uh, elections options. And we think it's worth watching, uh, for example, Euro, CNH, and Taiwanese dollar, and even MEX, which is a little bit um, high price at this point, still with that uh, historical pricing still on the on the lower side, so potentially worth watching. Uh, back to you, Arindam. Hey, thanks a lot, uh, Lorenzo and Juan. Uh, all of this and more is in our 2024 year ahead FX derivatives outlook. Please do reach out to any of us if you want to discuss further. Uh, let's leave it there for the podcast. Uh, thanks very much for listening in. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023 JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. 
This episode was recorded on November 27, 2023.